What's up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, and wrestling fans of all shapes and sizes. It is I, your pious pontificator of all things pro wrestling, you're the dad bod, Matt Knight. Join once again in the studio with Mr. Roadhouse. Brody the Brody. We have a special guest in the studio, a guy who has been tearing up the independent scene as of late. And uh, rumor is he's got a match coming up with a friend of ours. Is that correct? I, I do believe so. And uh, not only tearing it up on the independent scene, uh, we got some AEW, some NXT, some SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. And one of our most favorite people to see in PWF, it is the one, the only, Mr. Don, the Don Furio. Are you ready? Good to see you boys, man. I'm excited to be on, man. I love you all set up here. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, man, been been a crazy little journey these past couple years, huh? Oh, man, it's been a wild ride, dude. This this pro wrestling stuff is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, starting out, I do want to just kind of, you know, you are our, our first guest who is a uh, graduate of the Nightmare Factory, and uh, I just wanted to start there. What was that like? He's, he, he, the nightmare. I don't see a neck tattoo. Oh. I thought I thought that was I like that was a, a prerequisite. I thought that right? was a, the, the diploma. You graduated and you it get this right to the neck. huge neck tattoo. <laughs> I, really, I really like Cody's tattoo, but we do get these we do get these jackets that have his logo on them, and they're really cool. Are okay. they? So t- tell me tell me what it's like, what or what it was like going through that program intensity wise. How you decided that that was the place for you, and just kind of take me through that process. It was intense, man, but it was also a blast. Like they do, they do a lot of stuff there, dude. You're working there five days a week and you're doing conditioning a couple hours before class every day. And then you're doing in ring work. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a three month process. So it's definitely hard. Their screening is tough. They want to make sure you're fine tuned at the end of all of it. And they have a whole, they have a whole uh, diet plan there. Miss Carolyn, she does the, uh, that's a, it's QT Marshall's wife. She does the, uh, meal prep and everything for everybody to make sure we're looking good and everything. So it, it's a really great process, man. It's one of the best things I've ever gone through. So that's why that's wild that it's three months long. I'm a, a army veteran and my basic training to go learn to fight in a war was only 12 weeks. So uh, oh, dang, you, dang. You, you, uh, you have a longer training process that seems like than, uh, than the boys that they're boys and girls that they're sending overseas, uh, these days. So, wow. That's, that's how, how wild. How were you in the army for? Uh, I did, uh, six years active and then two years inactive, but I was with the national guard. So I, I spent a little while overseas and then the rest of the time I was here, helping train uh, some of the people to go overseas. We did uh, unarmed combatives. I got my certification doing that stuff and uh, spent a little time in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And and here and there during the States. But, uh, yeah, it was was a fun time. Thank you for serving, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, we've definitely, I've gotten to hear some stories, some, uh, some different things that go on when, when you're with the boys and that's been really cool. So, uh, yeah, thank you random, as always. Random prostitution rings getting busted in Iraq with, with soldiers, you know, fun times, all, all good government, government funded stuff. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Three months. So I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be Monday through Friday, just intense training. On the weekends, are you allowed to kind of do what you want? Maybe come visit home, whatever, whatever. Or how'd that work out? Yeah, that's what I did. So I live in 
I'm based out of Columbia, South Carolina, and their camp is around Atlanta, but mm-hmm. they recently just moved. But it was just like a three and a half hour drive for me. So on the weekends, I go home, spend time with the fam, just chill out, eat, you know. Did you try ever, to stay uh, on the vibe, vibe, my cheat days, you know? Absolutely. Did, did you ever run into any of the, the military crew while you were there in South Carolina? Uh, that's where I actually did my basic training and my army job school. Oh. And we, we got weekend passes every now and then, and I got to see the wonderful Columbia Mall a few times and random bars and stuff downtown. But that's that's really about all I've seen of Columbia. Yeah, I'm actually right out by Fort Jackson off Leesburg. Okay, yeah, okay, I know exactly. Where so, you're at. so are you actually? Do you live in Columbia or in one of the smaller knowns, Irmo? I mean, yeah. So I'm kind of like I, I'm actually around the Hopkins area. You know where Garner's Ferry is? I know exactly where that is. My family, I have family yeah. that lives in Irmo, so I, I know that that area. I know that uh, little area downtown where it's like literally one block where it's all the bars. Everybody from uh, you know South Carolina goes to and. Uh, my my cousin actually goes to University of South Carolina, so shout out Gamecocks. Oh, go Cox, man! Okay, good. I was just making sure you weren't uh, love one of those Clemson Clemson guys. I love those Cox, man. <laughs> I, I've heard that about. <laughs> hey, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Watch it now. All right, so um, so I know that we actually got introduced to you by PWF. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Was that the York Show or the Clover Show? I think he was at both. Was were you at both? I I, th- I think I was at both. Uh, what match? Do you remember what match I was in? I know that, that there was one that was a was it a four way? That's what I thought. The first yeah. one I believe was either a triple threat or a four way. I can't remember. Oh, there there was one. I I don't know if me versus Chase was in York. Chase Emery. Yeah. Chase Emery, right? Yeah. That was the. I think yeah, that we've seen Emery. that. We were there for that one. That was a great match. Then the next one, I swear you in a were in a triple threat or a fatal four way. I don't think I was in one of those. I think who was the next guy I faced after that? After Chase, I think I faced Suicide after Chase. Okay, that's right. I was thinking it was either Suicide or Mike Mon, but then again, I feel like I've seen Mike Mike Mon wrestle everybody. So that that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, hope I hope his recovery is doing all right. Oh, we didn't even know he was. Yeah, uh, he was what's injured. he got going on? Uh, I think he hurt his heel. He hurt his heel uh, jumping off the apron. And uh, I, I think he broke his heel, actually. Oh, oh wow. best time he's ever been a heel. Got it. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, so we well, introduced to you by w- with PWF. Um, so tell us a little bit about the different promotions that you've worked for, because I know that you're doing other promotions uh, for PWF. I, I believe that I saw you share a while ago you were in a different promotion. I can't remember the name. But what are some of the promotions that you're currently, you know, booking for and, and that you're going to be in in the next couple months? They got this really cool promotion in Savannah, Georgia. It's called Central Empire Wrestling, man. They got a rowdy house there, dude. And a lot of fun matches. I had a match there with Matt Odom when we went to war, man. He dived, he dived over the top rope and I caught him. But, you know. There's no mats there, so concrete, concrete Ooh. to break the fall. So <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We beat the hell out of each other. That's crazy. So yeah, we were actually we just had Marcus on, and he was talking about the Georgia wrestling scene and how just intense, like top to bottom, uh, the Georgia wrestling scene was. Because we got into the talk of you know how developed and how much it's progressed on the East Coast wrestling wise. Tell us a little bit about the difference, because I know we saw you in South Carolina. Um, I, I know, obviously, you just told us you did Georgia. What's kind of the dip, like, depending on the state, like, what's the different moods or, like, the different styles, or do you change it up at all? 
it, it really depends on reading the crowd. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You really you have to read the crowd and you got to see what they're into. There's a lot of crowd. There's different demographics of fans everywhere. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, there's absolutely. Some who are into, there's some who are like really into like in Japan, they're into moves and how well they're executed. And over here in America, they're more into like, you know, being involved in the match. And that's kind of how it is in this region. I noticed yeah, absolutely. It's it's more so uh, fan interaction. We can definitely attest to that just because we are those assholes in the front front row yelling and screaming one more time. And all that. So, <laughs> um, so so you've done Georgia, you've done uh, South Carolina. What are some of the other states that you've actually been able to uh, wrestle in? I've wrestled in Florida, Georgia. Well, yeah, Georgia, obviously, North Carolina, uh, Iowa. Iowa is a fun state to wrestle in. Interesting. Yeah, man. I'm just trying, and I'm trying to get out there more. You know what I'm saying? I want to wrestle it. Is it all those? Many uh, places like. Is it all those big, uh, big, uh, corn-fed country farm girls that want to? Yeah, cornbread fed out there, man. Yeah. Go cow You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, that's from my understanding. Now, no, no knock to the state of Iowa. Never been there, but I'm pretty sure that's about all they have out there, right? It's about wrestling and beer. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I was born in Iowa, believe it or not. I was born in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. That's a yeah, pretty boring state. I mean, I I like it, you know. It's home. Because there's my family there, but that's about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, <laughs> it, what Iowa actually stands for is idiots out walking around. That's hilarious. We need to uh, we need to tweet that out to Seth Rollins. I believe he's also from Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. No, don't tell, don't tell Seth that. He'll, he'll be on my ass. Uh, really? That do you know what that be? A, that'd be a great feud. Well, you know, Furio Seth Rollins. No, I, I see it in the future. What is it? Hey. Uh, what's the saying? No, no publicity is bad publicity. So you get a little heat, man. You might get uh, might get a call up to Raw or SmackDown here pretty soon. I come for me. Give me the curb stomp. You know. Hey, you know what? I'll take a curb stomp all day to be on SmackDown or Raw all day. Yeah, better than that pedigree. Yeah, anyway. Seth is one of my Seth is one of my dream matches, though. In my opinion, he's uh, him and Cody are neck to neck as far as like my favorite wrestlers right now on the scene no no tattoo pun intended there on the neck to neck line <laughs> so or... i do i do want to ask though so that that's a great point uh, a lot of times and i wish i actually would have asked some of our past guests this because i'd be very interested to hear their answer um you know you said your your current dream match is a seth rollins or a cody rhodes what i want to do is let's do three dream matches right First one is, you know, uh, dream matches for someone who is of the older generation, doesn't necessarily move or wrestle anymore. Um, one that is wrestler that has passed away or is obviously no chance that can happen. And then, um, you know, one besides Cody or Seth. So one one of, of legends past. Oh, man, that's a good one. See, so. Of the past, I have to go with Shawn Michaels. Shawn is my favorite, mm. in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the greatest to ever do it. I think he had everything. He had promo ability. He was he's probably the best wrestler, in-ring athlete I've seen. And I just think that his storytelling ability was off the charts. Absolutely. I have to agree 110% with you. I'm right on that same boat with you. He uh, he actually, we, we did wrestling interests at my at my wedding. Uh, for all the groomsmen and uh, and the bridesmaids, and he came out to uh, to sexy boy for sure Shawn did. Michaels and hit the pose, baby, <laughs> hit the pose. So that that was pretty cool. All right, so so we got Shawn Michael cool. as legends past. All right, some uh, a wrestler who has passed away, no chance of ever happening. But if you could have gotten them in their prime, who who's that dream match? I think probably Eddie, man. Man, it's got. I, th- I feel like that's got to be everybody's answer, man. 
Latino Heat. I mean, he was just man. I, I just heard an article that came out recently that Sean was supposed to face Eddie. I think it was uh, like WrestleMania 21. I was like, man, just what if that happened? And that's the thing. I, I I feel like it's crazy because we. I feel like no matter how many times we ask that question to whatever wrestler, Eddie's always got to be in the running just because when he passed, he really was right there in the stride of his prime. Well, and he was also one of the, you know, kind of the greatest underdog stories out there, too. He was kind of mid-card in WCW with the cruiserweight division, even though he had all this talent. And then he finally gets to WWE after, you know, Vince bought WCW. And, you know, Vince saw something in him that a lot of other promoters didn't. And Eddie just took the ball and ran with it. So it's uh, I can see why he is one of the most treasured uh, past wrestlers out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. So I couldn't agree more. Then number three, I know you've mentioned Sean and, or uh, excuse me, um, Seth Rollins and uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, let's say, you know, any, let's do one, any promotion, any place of big name promotions. And then let's do one, any independent scene anywhere. Dang. That's so a you're gonna make lot choose, of you're gonna options. Between, you're going to choose between Seth and Cody right now. Absolutely. Ah, oh, man, that's really tough. They're both my coaches too. That's why. Or do we say, ah. or do we go triple threat on that and just go for it? Yeah, man, I'd have to say triple threat, man, because it's like it's literally a tie, dude. Like I, I could, I couldn't choose between them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, what about I, like? Honestly, I feel like they're two of the best in there right now, other than Roman, because like their feud was amazing. Let me ask this question: Do we see uh, Do we see Cody taking one one or both of the belts come WrestleMania? In your honest opinion, I really hope so, man. Roman's Roman's hard to handle, though, dude. Like I think he's coming up on longest reigning WWE champ of all time. Yep. Who's he beating out? Bruno San Martino. He's beating Bruno for the unit, like right now for the, the heavyweight. Uni- the, no, the heavyweight. You're right. Yeah. Universal. Did he, did he already surpass Bruno? Really? I thought Bruno was the longest reigning up until he. he if, if he hasn't surpassed, I know he's pretty damn close. Okay. Uh, yeah. Damn, that's my Italian boy too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And man, I, I never thought, you know, after after the whole John Cena going through and everything, I, I would have thought that like that was going to be the the golden boy that gets to break all that. But good for Roman, man. He's put in the work. This whole heel run has been phenomenal. Honestly, I think it's one of the best heel characters I've seen ever. Even though he's really not that oozy. Not that <laughs> oozy juicy. So, so on that note, uh, you know, using terms like hill, babyface, this, that, and the other, we've gotten to see uh, good old heel the Don. D- is there a time or a place that really you you go into that babyface role? Because we we've talked to a lot of wrestlers, and they say being that heel is a way more fun and b a hell of a lot easier, but. What's your preference, and like, do we see Babyface Don Furio anytime soon? See, like, I'm trying to break away from the whole Don thing because I they got this guy down at NXT. He's going by the Don. He yeah. goes by the name of D'Angelo, and it's just like I don't know if a real Don would come out and just say he's the Don. That's just kind of like exposing the family business. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of disrespectful. What kind of Don does that, man? You know? So I'm just the magnificent Don Furio, and we're gonna leave it at that. And maybe. Maybe once I'm done messing all these guys up, but right now they got to recognize who I am and I got to announce my presence with authority. So until that time, it's going to be what it's going to be. Make them kiss the ring. Exactly. Yeah. I got a ring right here. See? Hold on. I think MJF does that now, though. 
It's not a very good looking ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he stole that ring like three times now for all three of the years. So yeah, and, and then it was a takeoff of quote unquote the ring of honor, and he fights with no honor. So yeah, whatever. Sometimes it, sometimes it just be like that. One night I was probably about six years old. My pops was turning through the channels, flipping through them, and all of a sudden Raw came on, and we saw that Shawn Michaels was actually facing John Cena. My pops had watched Shawn back in the day before his first retirement. When he, when he broke his back and he was like, oh, Shawn Michaels is wrestling again. And the moment I saw Shawn and, and John Cena, because John Cena is an amazing worker too. The minute I saw Shawn wrestle, I was just captivated since then. So so that was the one that did it for you? Yeah. And, and what really made me want to do this, because I had been a wrestling fan for so long. There were, there were times where I dropped out of watching, but then I started like, I think after Shawn retired in 2010, I'd stopped watching as often as I usually did, but I started picking up again around like 2012 when The Rock came back. Yeah, yeah. Probably around like 2016, maybe, no, 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 Probably around like 2017, I was like, I got to give this a shot because I don't think I love anything more than pro wrestling. It was going to be one of those things where it's like, I don't want to look back and be like, man, what if I just went after this? You know? Absolutely. And it's kind of like your outlet, or do you look at it more as a job now? No, this is my outlet. I love pro wrestling probably more now than I ever have. Like my I've had my passion kind of like light it all over again. You know, so and I believe that you uh if I read this correctly, you uh graduated I believe it's called Black and Blue and then Nightmare Factory back to back. Is that correct? Yeah, what's it? <laughs> it's called Black and Brave, but well, <laughs> I like the way you said Black I bet and you blue. were Black and Blue afterwards, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yo, yo, that was no joke. See, I, and I went in there because I was all like, yeah, I'm in good shape. I want to be able to breeze through this. Little did I know, man, Colby's screening, Seth, Seth's screening is different. It's yeah. not, <laughs> not okay, not cool. Was it the same three months or did you yeah. have it, okay so did you go literally 3 months jump in the car go to the next 3 months or was there a little break in there or there was probably about a little month in there where I just kind of like let my body recover but then I was like man I'm in camp shape I might as well just go to nightmare you know what I'm saying and just make sure I get out there and people see me cuz that's what it's all about is just people seeing you yeah absolutely if you could take those two since they were so very close I'm sure it's easy more so to compare them what would you say, uh, you know, your biggest benefits from Black and Brave were and your biggest benefits from the Nightmare Factory were? Man, they're both kind of the same because I had the opportunity to work with Seth and Cody. And you can when you work with them in the ring, you see why they're masterminds and why they're at where they're at right now. They're just they're both in the primes of their career. And it's amazing to see being being able to watch them go at it at WrestleMania, like literally the year after I graduated those camps was something special to see because I was like, yo, those are both my coaches and they Tore it up. I think it was match of the match of the night for a fact. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Did you uh, happen to be at Seth's camp uh, around the same time or at the same time as uh, Oliver Sawyer? No, I think he. I, I think he did the camps. Like a, I think it was like a couple camps before me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that yo, he's he's another amazing wrestler. I'd love to step in the ring with you know. I think that that could potentially be independent scene 
banger of the year if you two got in the ring. Like, both of y'all are so hungry, putting in that blood, sweat, tears. Both of y'all have just really owned your craft over the last year. I, I don't care if you're a promoter out there listening. That is your money match. That is your heavyweight title match. Stop thinking about it and just pay these guys the money. Well, we've got, uh, we've got Oliver's boy, LeBron, uh, coming on pretty soon so we'll uh we'll make sure we put in a word uh with lebron and see uh see what we can make happen with uh yeah oh oliver sawyer versus don furio now have you ever stepped in the ring with oliver no i haven't uh i'm I'm trying to think i think we've i think we've trained together a couple times but that's about it yeah i think i think that's a hash hashtag banger alert Mm -hmm. um i'm with it man i i I, i'm with it 110 percent um, so you went back to back with that. Um, I, I'm sure that after Nightmare was it was it Black and Brave first or Nightmare Factory first? Yeah, it was Black and Brave in July, and then it was Nightmare in October. Okay, so then coming out of Nightmare, um, you know, was there a little bit of like a holy shit? I just did two camps back to back. I need to breathe for like a month, or did you just immediately jump into bookings? Uh, I just jumped right into bookings, man. I was like, yo, I'm in ring shape. I'm not going to like let myself get out of ring shape because it takes a while to get yourself into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, making all those all those good habits that you learned in both those camps and then applying them to what you can do in front of a, an audience. I'm sure that has uh, has to have a, a massive effect on, on you know, your, your performance before the, before the two camps to your performance now. Yeah, man. And working in this territory is so much fun, man. It's honestly just like the crowds are great here. Well, and that, that's what we were talking about. I, I believe it was in, with Tony Binge and Marcus Cross mm-hmm. is just the evolution of uh, the wrestling scene in the Carolinas. And, and once again, like I said earlier, the whole East Coast, I mean, really and truly just from when we started, because when we started this podcast, the goal was, you know, let's get the biggest names, this, that and the other. We did a little hiatus and we l- literally found ourselves because we decided to go to uh, an independent show. It was well, the PWF show. We, we got tired of seeing the same thing week after week on TV. AEW <laughs> came out, kind of reignited it because it was just a little bit different than what, you know, the E was putting out there and then it gets a little tiring sometimes too. And we just started going to these local shows and having just the time of our lives at these, like I said, we're bringing, uh, bringing his dad along and he's, you know, he grew up with the old school wrestling in the Carolinas, the, the Ricky Morton's, the Rick Flair's, the dusty road territory. When, when Greensboro Coliseum was the, uh, the Madison square garden of pro wrestling. Uh, and you know, all three of us kind of bonded on how great these smaller, independent shows were because you guys do tend to interact with the crowd more. There is more of, uh, uh, I guess, a, a intimacy, intimacy. And I think you guys really keep an eye on how you're working in the ring, as opposed to you have cameras that you're looking at to call spots on and you're having to, you know, really keep more of a, a ring awareness because of, the AW and WWE TV telling you, you know, you, you need to be facing this camera when you hit this spot or when you cut this promo. And I, I don't know. I just, I just find a lot more enjoyment than sitting around on Monday or Friday and, and watching a wrestling show. And Wednesday. Sometimes well, Wednesday. And you, and you never know, you know, some of the guys that you see out here are going to be on TV soon. Yeah. You know? So you're supporting the, the next wave of talent. 
that's always a good thing. Well, and that's what's cool. It's like, so we, we were, some of our guests, you know, they are up and coming. Um, they, they put in a lot of work, such as yourself, and uh, yeah. r- really just owned his craft in the last couple months, years. And it's like, dude, we've got to get these guys on now because mm-hmm. if we wait six months, we might not get the chance. And that's the payoff, too, with, with you know, promoting independent wrestling, independent wrestlers, more so than the people you see week after week on TV is, you know, if we can get you out there on Twitter or somebody, somebody big picks up your interview on the podcast and says, okay, well, this guy is really, you know, he's really, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's really exciting to watch on a podcast. He has a lot of good things to say. Let me go check out his other work. Cause I mean, there's videos on YouTube of every independent wrestler out there. Exactly, man. Like, and it's just like what you boys said with the podcast, man. You find out that the best bet you can take is yourself. You got to bet on yourself, man. At the end of the day, that's the best thing to bet on. So you've been to the backstage of the AEWs, the you know WWE. What's it? What what does it feel like? Like, what are the biggest differences of going into that locker, those kind of locker rooms, and putting on a show opposed to more of these, you know, local independent? Like, what's that big difference? What sets it apart? Honestly, with AEW compared to like NXT, it's a little more hectic just because they have uh, they have dark. I went to dark, so they have like a. They have like an overload of talent there, and most people are just like kind of standing by the board, you know, like like the Hunger Games, kind of wait, waiting to see if they're going to be used, you know. If you could decide right here, right now, would you, if if I gave you five contracts, right? One right. says New Japan, one says Impact, WWE, AEW. Did I say New Japan or Ring of Honor? Wh- where do you think you're going? What what fits Don Furio the best right now? See, like, I'm open to whatever comes first. Like, honestly, I feel like AEW, you might have a little bit more of a creative input and freedom on part of, like, your character and stuff like that. But I don't know how it's been since, uh, well, I know how it's been since Vince has kind of, like, stepped down from the company. I've heard you have a little bit more creative freedom and, like, say so in what you get to do. Uh, No hate on Vince. Vince is a legend. He's a pioneer of the business. He made wrestling what it is today. And that's how it's always going to be. But, uh, man, in New Japan, that's tough, too, because I've always wanted to go to Japan. I want to see what that culture is like over there. Yeah. But it's a totally different scene. I'm open to the money, you know, doing it, doing this at an independent level. You don't make much money. Mm -hmm. So now is this so I know a lot of the the guys that we've been able to have on and, and really get their backstory and really find out about them is wrestling what you're shooting for and doing full time right now or do you also because I, I see we're friends on Facebook I see you every day putting in that blood sweat and tears at the gym I swear this cat's got grown like freaking four inches on his biceps in the past week but anyways trying, brother. Is, is it is this is this your full-time gig or you also have you know to supplement as well oh no i did so i do some work on the side you know family business can't really disclose that you know what i'm saying i ask no more hey. <laughs> I, I i get your flow he owes a few favors uh, here I, and there. exactly shut yeah, up or we're know. gonna go missing let's sleep with the fish bada bing bada boom realest guy in the room how you doing, <laughs> how you doing? yes sir so um you know have you I know a, a big thing right now in the wrestling industry, you know, with like someone such as an MJF who, you know, I'm not knocking his in-ring work, but in my opinion, 
he is where he's at because of how amazing he is on the mic. Do you feel like when you first came in, that was like a strong suit or, you know, maybe something that you really needed to work on? And and I, I've heard you on the mic. I've, you know, I've, we've talked personally. I've, I've been able to kind of, you know, get get your gimmick, get Don Furio as the person. Was that well, and, something? And we've talked shit to him from the front row. We have. We have. Yeah. And it, yeah, y'all are some fuckers for that. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. You well, we got you some heat. We got you over. You know, <laughs> you can you can blame us if you want to, but we thought we were doing a favor. Hey, listen, but we we definitely didn't do you as dirty as we did John Skyler. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just talked to John recently. I didn't know he was based out of Columbia. I just learned that. All right. Well, next time you talk him, talk to him. Tell him that Dalton Brown from the Swanton Pod. Tell tell him that I said he's a. Are you ready? All right. I anyway. got you. <laughs> Anyways, you're going to have so much heat with him if we ever get him in the studio. God, I want him on so bad just because <laughs> I hate him so much. I built this table pretty strong, but I think he might go through it. That's fair. <laughs> Me or him? I think you. Okay. John, John Schuyler's built like a freaking fire hydrant. Dude. Yeah. It's just a shame that he's five foot two. Um, anyways. <clears throat> so, <laughs> oh, he said it. <laughs> five, five foot two and more in shape than you. I, that's fair. I, I can't see him. Right. Um, anyways. So. Um, Back with that old gimmick again. It's going to happen. Um, so was that, did you feel like, you know, like your promo skills were kind of up to par and you just needed to kind of own that craft and like really sharpen those skills? Or is that something that's kind of, you know, you've had to really work on? So I feel like promos have always been my strong suit. They weren't always at first, like when I was first, also shout out to a Carolina legend, the living legend, George South. He's who I, he's who I was originally trained by. Yeah, absolutely. And George is an absolute treasure. He's amazing, man. And timeless. Um, timeless for a fact. And so at first I was very timid doing promos, but I feel like that was just because I was new and I was nervous. But I was like, man, I know how to talk, so I'm going to make this my strong suit. And my promo abilities were what made me a standout in Black and Brave and Nightmare Factory. When you first came in, was it just like, and you know, straight physical, 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 and then like on the seventh day, you rest and did, did promos, or was it like, hey, I'm getting my ass kicked for five hours. Now we got to go do a uh, a promo class and jump right back into the ring. How 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 did that go? So for Black and Brave, we had a whole promo day. Uh, they dedicated to the only promos for Nightmare Factory. And, and in Black and Brave, it was only one day we did promos. For Nightmare Factory, we did promos a few times. Okay. And we had to do promos right after in ring training. So we had to go somewhere, uh, get dressed, and uh, go into a room where Cody and QT were sitting and cut a promo on them, basically. Very nice. So, so like that first time that you walked in and Cody and QT are, are standing there and you, you got to pretty much, I'm, I'm assuming at this point you're, you're starting to, to go into your hill mode. Was that like super freaking nerve wracking or you're like, fuck this, I got it? Yeah, for some reason, I don't really, like, in the moment, I don't feel that nervous. Like, there's always, like, healthy nerves and healthy anxiety, but I'm able to do it. Like, and I'm not saying that to, like, be cocky or anything. It's just I'm able to talk, you know? Hey, listen, you're the Don. Be cocky, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely understand. So, it's uh, it just blows my mind that, like, you literally just had, it, and it was just them two sitting there. I think, it was, yeah, it was, it was Cody, QT, and the other coaches. There's a couple more coaches there. So in, in both camps, if you, if you can remember, can you tell us what the best piece of advice that any of the coaches at either one of those camps gave you and that you apply to this day? 
um be easy to work with man nobody likes somebody who's hard to work with or is a diva or something like that you know what i mean like we have to work together at the end of the day you know yeah that's that we have that problem with this podcast uh because he's a diva and yes that is a shoot <laughs> it's not really a shoot it's complete truth unfortunately well sometimes oh. sometimes you, the truth comes out in a shoot so you know so this <laughs> is something uh we always like to ask and you don't necessarily have to answer but uh is there any real backstage heat you have with anybody um man or have had that's the thing is like right now like it's never anything really emotional for me when I have to go out and mess these dudes up. You know what I mean? I just kind of go in, beat them up, glide out, and handle my business the way I see fit. But right now, I feel like Marcus, I just he's a dude who I really don't like, man. I just think I think he's a fake, phony coward, to be honest. And honestly, I feel like I should be in the title equation already. But instead, he's like busy picking out scrubs from the bum of the month club. You know what Damn. I'm saying? To kind of avoid the inevitable. And it's going to happen. One way or the other. But don't take it personal. So so, so just to confirm, is, is this right now a, uh, a a call out to the PWF champion, Marcus Cross? Yeah, that's the matchup that should happen, man. You know, like it's me. It's me and him that the fans want to see, that the public want to see a PWF. Why hasn't it happened already? Absolutely. So, you know, if you don't mind, Mr. Furio, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to shoot Marcus a little text here. Uh, you know, since he was our last guest on, just let him know a little bit about what what's going on right now. See if he has anything to say. You cool with that? That's fine by me. You know, Don Furio don't back down. Absolutely. Bring his little ass on. I don't care. All right. So I did uh, give uh, Marcus a shot, Marcus a text so that he could, uh, you know, come on and defend himself. Marcus, are you there? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Roadhouse, for giving me this information. Yeah, if it ain't the Goku wannabe himself, as we live and breathe, huh? Well, well, well. I hear you running your mouth. I haven't been previewed to everything else that you've been wanting to say, Don. But listen, nobody's impressed by what's going on. You lifting on the Smith machine and Planet Fitness. You calling yourself the Italian ice. Nobody gives a crap, man. I can lift more than you. I can bench more than you. And we know it. That that is bull crap. That's the hottest pile of crap I've heard all week. All right, and and honestly, dude, the match to make is me versus you for the PWF heavyweight, and I'm gonna emphasis on this heavyweight championship. But boys, this guy doesn't want it, man. He doesn't want. It. I feel like he knows that I'm too much man for him, and he knows exactly what's gonna happen if I step in that ring with him. Dawn, Dawn. At the beginning what, of what? this year, I done put out a promo. My very first promo of the year holding that PWF Heavyweight Championship was an open challenge to the entire locker room. And I think you didn't want it because Mr. Myrick Moore beat you to the punch. I'm wrestling oh, him God. in Matthew, oh, North yeah. Carolina on March 3rd. So you're going to have to wait for your turn, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's Rich Myrick Moore. You got Myrick Moore instead of the magnificent Don Furio. Okay. And every time my name is mentioned, Don Furio is brought into the equation. Marcus is nowhere to be found. So I think he's more concerned with picking out bum of the month club scrubs of opponents than facing a real man right now. And it's fine. It's fine. Like, he can keep this going as long as he wants. So he can pick out bums because he wants to stretch this out for as long as he possibly can to avoid the inevitable. And the inevitable is coming. It's going to happen one way or the other, my friend. You can bank on that. 
Oh, listen, listen. And it looks to me like you have a challenge in front of you. You're going to have to take on suicide first. So I'll be keeping my eye on you to see if you're even worthy. All right. Maybe I do have a hand in picking my opponents. And maybe you haven't impressed me, Don. I ain't impressed by no Planet Fitness Smith Machine bench press, buddy. So let's see what you can do against a world-class athlete like suicide. And then we'll talk. Then we'll see what that Thomas You want to talk like this while you're on the phone? Dog, come eye to eye, man, the man with me and say the same shit, dog. Say it. Huh? Because to be honest with you, dude, I never liked you from the moment I met you, man. You know that? I, I just think everything about you, you everything didn't about like you is me because you wanted to hey, be hey, me. Hey. You were jealous of me. You were jealous that I got these heavyweight title opportunities, that I got to wrestle in these star matches because oh, yeah. I worked hard for it, because I deserved it, because I earned it. So at the end of the day, Don, you're going to have to prove yourself. So nut bro, up or bro, shut up, buddy. Bro, I'm a full-grown man. You're talking to a 215-pound Italian tank. I'm built to last in this business. I'm a throwback to a dying breed of what a wrestler is supposed to be and supposed to look like in this business, man. We all know back in the day, these boys know, you know, and everybody else knows that back in the day, you just wouldn't cut it, buddy. You got that? Huh? Hey, this is a new day and age, brother. And you know what matters is speed. And it seems like I beat you to the punch every single time. AEW Dark, before you. PWF Heavyweight Champion, before you. I was on the Swanton Pod, before you. So why don't you stop worrying about how much you can lift and worrying about how quickly you can rise to the top. That's the cream of the crop. All right, Roadhouse. Dad bod, if it's cool, I'm kind of done with this guy, and I'm just wet, ready to see what he's got on March 3rd. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. I think right now, I think right now, the safest place for you is on the shelf with your buddy Griff. You got that? You hear me? Oh, huh? oh, oh, oh. that's big talk, buddy. That's big talk. Oh, all right, guys. All right, hey, hey, hey. We're gonna get this out as soon as possible. We, your we days will, are numbered, uh... my friend. Your days are numbered. Enjoy you, it while it lasts. He says your days are numbered, Marcus. Ready. Chaos is only just getting getting started, my man. Bank on that. You want me, you're going to have to catch me. Uh, all right, guys. All right. We're going to get this out as soon as possible. I'm sure I feel very, very, very confidently that uh, my guy, uh, Zach, over at PWF will be very interested in this conversation. All right? Bring it, Don. I'll see you soon, man. I'll see you soon. All right, Marcus. I'll see you later, buddy. Ooh, that uh, one sounds like an intense one right there. I, I, I don't think I've heard that much heat even on TV lately. We might have to cut this whole segment and make it a paid-for thing on Patreon or something because I, I would pay money to watch this match, and I would pay even more money to hear how it's going to start out. Absolutely. I think we need to go ahead and get this part edited. Yeah. I'm, God, and so, so I, I understand that he is the uh, PWF champ. And, and you know, obviously, uh, I know just from the work that you've put in, you deserve the chance at least to, you know, to fight for that title. But what is it about Marcus Cross that really gets under your skin? Man, I just feel like, uh, look, as captivating and as much of a great athlete, as much of a good guy, supposedly this guy might be, and as good of a striker as he even is. I just feel like he's a phony fake bitch, man. I feel like he's always been that way since the moment I laid eyes on this dude, man. I swear. Do you uh, do you want to want me to tell you something that you guys actually have in common? And I'm by no means trying to stir the pot on this one. What? You guys both uh, were inspired to wrestle by the late great Eddie Guerrero. 
That's great, man. But look, leave the emotion out of it, dude. He has what's mine, and that's all that matters, okay? Hey, as long as you aren't coming after my belt, we're cool, brother. <laughs> I don't know. That is a pretty belt. I'm not going to lie. All right, so uh, he did mention that PWF show coming up where you're you're uh, facing suicide, correct? Yeah, and, I, and I'm facing him again. I already beat this guy. That's why he's running, man. He's good. He belongs on the track and field because he's so good at running, at least from me anyway. Mm. I, th I think his ACL surgeon might say different, but uh, <laughs> that might be a shoot. Sorry, Marcus. Oh, don't uh, wait. Y'all saying he's got a bum knee? Uh, he he's had two knee surgeries. He, I will tell you that. Yeah, and he, it, it's it's uh, it's public knowledge. So it was it was mentioned uh, on the last okay. on the, mentioned he on the last podcast. It. Sorry about that, Marcus. You mentioned it on the last podcast. Yeah. But uh, that I might have. A, I think a baseball bat in the middle of the night sounds good. I'm just kidding. I would never do something like that. How you doing? <laughs> but your family might. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying, you know, I, I know that, uh, you I'm know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it might. Watch your back. How you doing? He might, How you he, doing? He, might, he might go to sleep and then wake up dead. Uh, he never woke up. <laughs> How you doing? Um, so here's the thing. I know that, uh, you know, uh, that heavyweight championship match between him and um, – Golly, why did it just leave my brain? Myrick Moore. Myrick Moore, thank you, is going to be the main event, um, you know, because it is for the championship. Well, uh, if, if he makes it that far. That's kind of where I was going with this. Um, oh, snooze fest, huh? Myrick Moore, oh my God. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, okay, that's a main event status status match right there. Okay. I'm, so I'm See, okay. I think what sounds better is Marcus Cross versus the magnificent Dom Fury. That sounds like a monster movie to me, but... Somebody doesn't want it because they're a coward. You know, they're afraid. It's okay. So I'm not that familiar with Myrick Moore. I think I've watched him wrestle once in person. And I do believe that you had the funniest comments of the night while he was in the ring. I don't remember that. Um, why is he wearing those white ring gear with the piss stains on oh, them? Oh, yeah. they had yellow piss stains. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like the white gear. So, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't that impressed by Myrick Moore. So I'm going to have to... You know, Marcus is a friend, but I'm going to have to take your side. I do want to see the Don versus uh, versus Marcus Cross. I think that'd be an absolute banger of a match. Now, I do want to go back to say uh, to ask why you said that he has uh, his, the easy matches set up for it. It's almost like you're comparing him with Jake Paul uh, in his previous boxing matches, as he's wanting to fight you know lesser men who are possibly washed up and washed out. Does man, he wants to hold on to that title for as long as he can. He doesn't want to face a full grown man like me, dude. Like I'm a. Like I said, I'm the last of a dying breed. I'm a throwback to a dying breed of what a wrestler should be, man. Okay? None of these guys. You see half of these dudes out there. They're not in shape, dude. It's important. You look at Dominic Mysterio on TV. He's making the business look bad. He needs to get in condition. Hey, brother. Don't call me dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I do want to say, you know, um, just watching, you know, ever since... The PWF show we got to see for the first time, I immediately, as soon as I got home, uh, it's funny, I literally only immediately searched one person to mm -hmm. add so that I could learn more about them, see some previous matches, and kind of keep track of their journey. And it's uh, right here, Mr. Magnificent, Don well, Furio. I think both of us really agreed that, uh, you know, as, as far as our first, well, it was my first independent show in probably... 10 years. It was my first one ever, remember? That. And I wasn't too familiar with, but a couple of people on that card, um, Stuart, Stuart Snodgrass being one of them, love Stuart Snodgrass. Um, 
but uh, yeah, you were you were impressive. The uh, the amount of heat that you drew when you came out of the came out of the curtain was just unreal. How you made that crowd hate you, and I was and, and we love we love heels. We're, we we do heel shit all day every day. Heel click, mofo. There you feel go. me? So yeah, we had to, we had to figure my, out uh, my we had to we had to figure out you know who you were and what you were about. Well, and I the, where I was going with that is. I, I don't want you to think I'm knocking you or putting you down. When we saw you that night at PWF, uh, compared to how hard you've worked and, and trained and what you look like now, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd be a little bit scared if I was Marcus Cross because uh, back then, you still in shape. But now, after seeing every day getting posted in the gym, busting his ass, 26 inch python looking arms i mean this dude has busted his ass and is in my opinion just out of the stuff that i've seen in ring work you know pictures and stuff best shape you've ever been in your life would you agree with that i'm in the best shape of my life and my i'm more focused i'm as fast and as strong as i've ever been i'm more fast and more strong than i've ever been his days are numbered man he can run he can run but he can't hide he's gonna try and evade me when we get into the squared circle together but it's only a matter of time before i catch him once I catch him, it's going to be like a semi hit him. He's not going to even know what hit him, man. Well, and what what's the date of that show one more time? Uh, For the next PWF show? Yes, sir. The nope. next one is March 8th. I'm facing suicide in a sequel match, which makes no sense because I already beat him. But looks like I'm going to have to actually do the job for him this time since he can't live up to the name. And and where is, where is this uh, event PWF event going to be taking place? Do you know? Matthews, North Carolina. It's Matthews, going to be a bad North Carolina. event. It's going to be awesome, man. You don't want to miss it. Well, that's not too far from us. That sounds like something we may have to uh, just make the drive for because, first of all, we're going to see a bunch of our boys that we've had on the podcast. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. If uh, you know, if Marcus does make it out of that match with Myrick Moore, I'm not sure that we don't see the Don sending a message. What do you think? I think uh, we should probably have our boy John Harkey in the ring, maybe slip him a few bucks, and he turns his back on whatever happens. I, I I don't think that's a horrible idea. We'll see, man. Like, look, look. All he needs to do is focus on the task at, at hand with Myrick Moore. At the snap of my fingers, I could have five cars with certain individuals pull up and take care of it right there. But I'm going to show my crew a leader that they can respect, a leader who leads by example. I don't need anybody to take care of this little scrub, all right? Mm, you heard it here first. Listen, if uh, on March 8th, Marcus Cross can handle Myrick Moore. I think we know who's going to be in the shadows waiting, and it's going to be the magnificent Don Furio. Said it best, my man. Now, I, I we're getting close to that hour mark. I know that uh, you're a very busy man. You got to get back in that gym. You got to, you know, keep working on that physique. So we don't want to hold you too long. But I do have a couple more questions. Uh, first, being, you know, if if you had the perfect plan and it was going to go exactly how you wanted it, what is the magnificent Don Furio's one year, five year, and ten year plan? Um, man, there's. Honestly, my plan is no plans. I want to enjoy this journey as as long as I can, stay healthy, be able to wrestle, and whatever happens, happens. I, I put it in God's hands, you know. Uh, I like to attract, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think that uh, you're definitely going down that correct road because uh, I'm not going to lie, that's the first real promo shoot that we've had on the Swanton Pod, and I've got goosebumps, and uh, I'm ready to book the match tomorrow. There you go. We'll do it in the backyard here. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, 
So, oh, yo, he's just talking, man. He comes on here and he talks a big game. Wait till he gets face to face. He ain't gonna be so game, all right? I, I, I can I, He's a midget. I think. I think afterwards. I think after I'm done with him, when the when the smoke settles, he'll have a place. He'll have more of a place in the midget wrestling league ooh, on the Indies. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like he belongs there. Shout out to Micro Wrestling Federation. Is that what that one is? Abraham Winston two weeks ago. Yeah, love those guys. Yeah, and, and for all these for all these cancel culture people, look, midgets like to be called midgets in pro wrestling. It's an advertisement. Don't even try and come my way with that. All right. It's the name of their promotion. So that's fair. Yeah. And I believe that you were uh, about to ask a question. Yeah. So uh, you've been doing the wrestling thing for a little a little while now. I know that you have a little bit of heat with Marcus, but we'll put that aside. Some of the younger guys that are getting their foot in the door, going to the wrestling schools, taking their first bumps, what advice do you have for them? Just don't quit, man. Like, But honestly, this stuff hurts. Don't ever let nobody tell you it doesn't hurt. Okay? Like, It's easy to watch anything on TV and be like, yeah, I can do that. But once you go in there and you feel it, it's a different story. So really do some soul searching within yourself and ask, is this really what I want? Because this stuff hurts too much for you to not have fun and to not love it. You got to love it every step of the way. This stuff will beat you down. You're going to meet a lot of people who you don't like. A lot of people are going to say stuff that rubs you the wrong way, and you're going to have to let your passion rise above it. That's what I've had to do. But if you get past all the BS and you get back to why you love this, it's not an issue. Everything else is background noise. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's very sound advice. Um, I think that's uh, not only for, <clears throat> for wrestlers, just a, a, a good a good life advice. Uh, anybody listening, if you're passionate about something, don't let anybody stop you from doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Don, uh, like I said, we're getting right at that hour mark. Uh, I don't want to hold you too long. Um, you know, obviously, we're shooting for that PWF show March 8th where you go ahead and handle suicide again for the second time, whatever. Do the rematch. Then, then next, obviously, what's on the table is Marcus Cross. Is there any other bookings or or any sh- other shows that are coming up, other promotions that you want to plug just to be on the lookout for? Uh, watch out for Tri-State Wrestling, Ohio. It's my first time wrestling in Ohio. Super excited. Yeah, be on the lookout for that one. It's going to be super fun. They've had like Carlito there and stuff. I've, a, a lot of other big names, but they just can't. I can't think of them right now, so... Do you, do you have a an opponent already, or is that still not known news? Yeah, it's in the making as we speak. It's going to be in July, so that's a that's a little bit a little away. Little bit away. Like it's going to come, it's going to come up faster than we think, right? Uh, dude, you're. Uh, I blinked and it was freaking February of 2023. So, yeah, so I have January. Kind of, I have kind you know of. What I'm saying? Yeah. I have kind of a dream booking here. So we know that Santino Morella, one of my favorite comedy guys, just popped back up in uh, in Impact Wrestling. I think it would be great to see you alongside with T- Santino Morella because all I have been able to picture since we were talking about getting you on the show is him looking at you and saying, Don the Furious. And I'm just, and I'm just, I'm laughing my ass off in my own head. And my wife kind of looks over at me and says, What the fuck's wrong with you? And it's just me talk, talking to you as Santina. So, you know, the John Chena. John Chena with the. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. One of yeah. my favorite segments when he goes, You got a big mouth, John Chena. <laughs> Dude, he's a mastermind. You've got a, a big mouth, Don the Furious. Don the Furious. Where, where is the too fast, Don the Furious? I remember, I remember always wishing that Santino would be the one to end the streak. Oh, yeah. dude, that would have been a crazy. That would have because his theme music is some of my favorite theme music of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Italian. 
that and uh, you know, I, I take it back to uh, Enzo and Cass's music there too. That that really Italian sounding music. Still, I still bang that in the car. <laughs> so, have you ever met Enzo? No, I, I haven't. I, I would love to talk to him though. I think you, know? you and the it real one. Like, yeah. Yeah, you and the real one, Jesus! If if they got those two together, yeah, holy crap! With both of y'all's freaking, what what is he called? The the Skywalk, um, Smack Talker Skywalker. Skywalker. Ah, see, my the, boy uh, right here knew the, it. The Michael Jordan of jargon. Yes. Uh, but with he was very good on the mic. Man. I think he got I think he got signed off his promo abilities alone. Actually, oh, yeah. absolutely. And 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 you know he he did some work and got a little bit better in the ring, but then he showed his ass. But hey, I've heard that since he was on you know quote unquote more of the independent scene that he's become way more humble. Mm-hmm. We actually just had Tony Benj in studio. And uh, one of the cool things we learned about Enzo was, so he was at WrestleCade, Tony Benj was at the table beside him and said the coolest thing about him was he would stand, he stood the whole day in front of his desk and every kid that he, that came up to his desk, he uh, definitely like took time out of his day to have full conversations with him. And he ended every conversation with, Hey, how you doing in school? You can do better or Hey, that's great. Keep it up. So that was really, I, I thought that was really cool. It's good, man. Yo, you never know. You never know what happens in real life situations, man. You got to get two sides of a, of every story, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, hey, real one, Enzo. If uh, if somehow this podcast has reached you, which uh, we're on the up and up, so hopefully it will soon. Uh, Don Furio and the real one, Enzo, would be one hell of a tag team, in my opinion. Yeah, in the next two in the next two weeks, when I have. Uh unlimited time and unlimited money after i hit the mega millions i'm gonna put a ring up somewhere and i'm gonna book this match yeah yeah <laughs> tag team or against man i think we could work all kinds of angles with that yeah the italian stallions yeah we just got to get oh, uh, a bunch of ideas running through my head now yeah we See? got well, we got to get uh we got to get the the machine of master and machine healthy and i think that would be mm, uh, that's a money match baby that's uh that's burning the roof down baby master and machine versus the italian stallions yeah Looks like they both need to get their legs stronger. Oh, <laughs> bow, bada bing, bada boom. What do we got over here? Yeah, what are you going to do about it, Marcus? Huh? What are you going to do? You ain't going to do shit. That's what I thought, man. Man, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Well, Don, uh, we're going to go ahead and hit into our, our closing statements. Do you have any lasting thing that just you really want to put out there, whether it be, you know, calling someone out? other than Marcus or, you know, any promotions? Because I know for a fact we're big AML fans. We would absolutely love to have you in Mm Winston-Salem. No question about it. I would love to work for AML, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to show up there, you know, get in with the boys. I have a lot of boys there who work in – I know George is a big part of there. So we'll see what happens, man. I'd love that. And we've got plenty of time between now and WrestleCade. If you're not on an AML show, maybe we get to see you at WrestleCade this year. Never know, man. You never know what will happen. Hey, especially in this line of work. Listen, Brian Tracy. If you haven't watched any of the Magnificence work, I'm telling you, book this guy for one show. You'll be hooked like crack cocaine. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thank you all so much for having me on, man. I love the show. 
Yeah, you man. guys are doing something really great here. Just keep at it. You know what I mean? Consistency is key in everything. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your day to speak with us. We've had an awesome time and uh, listening to one of the best uh, shoot promos. I think I, that, I got uh, chills just thinking about it right now. Yeah, we might have to. I might have to upload that as a separate separate segment. We'll see. So my closing statement right now, Zach Thomas, you're the PWF uh, owner slash booker. If you don't book this match, I'll find a promotion that does. And as always, remember, pro wrestling is for everyone. <laughs>